listeners, and welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Andre Hutchins, and this is episode 12 of Backseat Directors, uh, your number one choice for movie reviews and recommendations via podcast. <laughs> and uh, this early morning, Saturday morning, and uh, the reason why it's so early is because uh, I've got a... Uh, I've got a special treat for all of you listeners. We are being joined by uh, someone all the way from the UK. That's right, uh, a friend from across the pond. And uh, his name is Ryan Nevin. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Hello, how's it going? It's good, man. It's, it's, it's early. It's early and I'm still, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm still trying to get rid of my early morning voice. How's it going for you? Yeah, good. So I've just not long had lunch, so that's that's the time difference for you. <laughs> yeah, I think it's about seven hours. So uh, um, I, I quite haven't had breakfast yet. I, I just woke up just about thirty minutes ago. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Ryan, Ryan is the um, he is the co-creator of a movie blog called Life of Films, and so Ryan and I we actually connected. Um, just over social media and uh, yeah and we were you know we're gonna start collaborating some more and just because I, I you know part of backseat directors uh, you know backseat directors is mainly a podcast uh, well it is a podcast but um, um, one one part of movie reviews that I don't have that I think is nice to have is uh, you know just a, a movie review in written form and that's something that that Ryan's got going on, and Ryan, I, I'll just I'll let you kind of explain to our listeners what Life of Films is and how you got started, and uh, kind of what to expect from the blog itself. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so Life of Films is is a website that it it doesn't really specifically just set on one thing. What we try to do is it's just a very opinion related site um, where we we talk about lots of different things so mainly will be new movie reviews like say in written form but we also talk about stuff where we would maybe like critique scenes from really good scenes to bad scenes so like a recent one that I did was um, like we released last weekend was the end of Inception which is obviously a very iconic scene but we also do stuff maybe like actor of the week where we'll try and um, get an actor that's big at the time we've got one coming out this weekend where we just talk talk about them and what, what makes them great and have a, have a bit of a backstory but but generally yeah it's just uh it's just generally just a place where you can get some good good opinions from from real fans that are, are really casual and just wanting to put some ideas out there I do do this with my um, with one of my best friends, Simon Garner, who me and him have very very strong opinions on films. So we thought that this would be the best platform to just try and get our get our views out there and what we see movies as. So tell me how you guys kind of got started on this, and uh, what was your motivation into wanting to do a, a movie review blog? Well, the um, what really started off is we've always we, me and Simon have always had good conversations about films and we've always felt like we go into a depth that maybe a lot of your uh, general fans don't really go into we, we really do scare people sometimes with our conversations because they can be quite in-depth where many people don't look at films in that way but the one thing that really got us going to kind of do this because we felt like i used quite unique is that we did have quite a negative view on the, the latest star wars film force awakens <laughs> um, which is something we thought that that really kind of 
lit the torch, if you will, with maybe we should start kind of putting some some views out there, just because we we got strong views and we really want people to to hear them and understand why it is that we see the films this way, and and maybe to share that out there with general people, and they might maybe get them to look at the films in in that way, because especially with Star Wars, we've pointed out some stuff to people that they haven't really noticed and their opinion has changed a bit because they look at the film a bit differently now with the points that we've pointed out. And that's, uh, I, I, I think that's probably a little bit, um, um, at least some background to that. I remember you telling me that you're a big star Wars fan. And so, you know, looking at the force awakens a little bit more critically is, uh, definitely pr- uh, nothing that came easy. I'm sure. No, definitely, definitely not. It was Star Wars. Is I, I, I'm a big fan of the prequels. So for, for uh, which is obviously not many people like the prequels. But <laughs> so therefore, me not liking Force Awakens is quite controversial, really, considering the fact that most people don't like the prequels but love Force Awakens, and I'm a prequel <laughs> fan. But for don't like Force Awakens, so yeah, it's a, it's a new, very unique situation. But it wasn't easy for me to swallow. But hopefully, the next next film will be more of what I was looking for. Yeah, well, I I definitely like what you guys going on at Life of Films. What, what you guys have, you know, just uh, uh, all the different types of content that you guys are putting out, and uh, I I've really liked your guys' actor of the week. There's there's a lot of good information about you know those specific uh, specific actors that you guys have chosen so far that I just had no idea about. Uh, uh, I yeah, I think most recently you guys did a. Uh, uh, your actor of the week on Christian Bale, and that was uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that was um, that was that was done by my co- um, colleague Simon Gardner, and he's yeah, he's really good, and he's a he's a big Christian Bale fan. But let's be honest, he isn't really. He's probably one of the best actors of our generation, isn't he? Well, my wife, uh, my wife just uh, recently uh, had me watch uh, Newsies. Some somehow I've I've gone almost thirty years without ever seeing the movie Newsies, uh, but uh, it's it's a big one. Her family and I just watched that, and uh, yeah, Christian Bale is pretty good <laughs> yeah he's a, he is the man he really is he's great all right man well um yeah thanks uh thanks for just uh letting our listeners know about life of films and uh yeah at the end of the podcast i'll definitely let, uh, give you some time to uh let our listeners know how they can reach out to you and how they can find life of films online um but uh for now let's uh let's go ahead and uh move on to our segment where our our listeners can get to know you a little bit more and uh, what kind of movie fan you are, Ryan. And so cool. let's, uh, let's ask you some get-to-know-you questions. Now it's time for some get-to-know-you questions. Okay, are you ready? Yep, this is. All right, man, this is it. Uh, Ryan, question number one. What is your Desert Island movie? This one that I didn't have to think about at all. Straight, straight away, the, the film I'll be taking with me will be The Dark Knight. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that is that is an excellent choice, man. There's no arguing the Dark Knight. D- tell me why though. Cuz that film is it's 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 got everything, hasn't it? Really. So you've got superhero genre, which I'm a massive fan of. It's got Oscar award winning acting in. It's got incredible direction. The film score is iconic and massive. It's just everything that you want you want in a film. Got good action just good story literally i've seen that film about a billion times you can watch it a billion times more because it just every time you watch it you see more stuff in it you never know it's the first time it's just an absolute masterpiece in a film you can watch over and over again and never really get bored so i'd happily be stuck on an island with that film so as as a superhero movie film uh where would you rank that like among superhero movies 
it's, it's easily the best superhero film it's ever made. It's, it's, I, I consider it the best film ever made. Um, oh, wow, really? Yeah. Well, I, I don't <laughs> think I'm alone in, in that one. Um, I'm not sure if you know. I'm not sure if you're aware, but um, it's it's number four in IMDb's like ranked films, just below Godfather one and two and Shawshank Redemption. That's a that's pretty impressive. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it, I, when I when I try to think of just kind of like my own list of like top top five or top ten movies. It it is it is always near the top. I I yes for for me too. I consider it and and you and I have talked about this uh, in previous conversations. But I mean, me personally, I definitely consider it, it the the gold standard for like any superhero movie. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's a good choice, man. Good choice. Okay, question number two: uh, What is your favorite movie theater snack? Again, that's an easy one for me. Nachos. Oh yes, nice man. I, I we haven't gotten that answer yet on the podcast, but uh, um, I, I mean, I'm trying to trying to think, I guess, of different types of snacks that they might have over there in the UK. But you guys got nachos, huh? Yeah, yeah, they're probably the most annoying snack for someone that sat next to you. But uh, in regards to noise, but uh, yeah, it's, um, it's yeah. Oh man, I I was just uh I just I just went and saw um uh, Alien Covenant as well just uh two nights ago with my buddy and I I brought some uh some Cadbury eggs. <laughs> and yeah, they got kind of a crunchy shell and uh I I didn't realize how uh how loud I was being until my my buddy just kind of looked over at me and was like, "Hey." <laughs> That's really that reminds me of a time where I went with my brother to see a film ages ago and went there and um and I had like the cheese sauce as well as the salsa and like he had to like move to a seat next to it uh, and leave a seat in between us because he said the cheese sauce smelled like feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well um yeah i mean i i my wife and i we were actually just in the uk just uh um back in uh back in march and uh we 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 were there for about two two and a half days but we didn't get to try as much food as we had wanted to but yeah i i i I didn't know you guys had nachos there good (laughs) um okay uh, question number three what what was the first movie that made you cry? And now, if you can't remember the first movie, what was the last movie that made you cry? Okay, so I think this is probably a pop answer, and I've definitely heard this in your podcast before. Is because it has it has to be Lion King, doesn't it? Like yeah. I'm, I'm twenty I'm twenty six years old, so that film for me was like you watch that as a kid, and yeah, that, it has to be Lion King, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that you would be uh you'd be the I, th- I think the third person to uh to say Lion King actually. And what I, what I want to do, I, I think it'd be kind of fun just with the podcast, but I'm, I'm going to go back and just listen to everybody's answers and I'm going to keep track of everybody's answers and just kind of tally up just to see like yeah. where we have, you know, common ground among other guests and stuff like that. But yeah, no, that, that was my wife's answer too. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Nice. Um, okay. Question number four, do you, do you have a favorite uh, director and or actor? So my favorite director is Christopher Nolan. Yeah, that's. That, I, I guess that's no surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, even still, like Inception, incredible film. Interstellar, incredible film. Prestige, Memento. They're just all the film. I just like how much depth he goes into his films. I feel like he leaves no stone unturned, and they're really, especially with Inception, like the stuff, stuff in regards to Inception. There's some really cool like rumors and stuff like I could chew your ear off uh, for hours and maybe save that to a different time. But that's that's uh, that film is absolutely incredible as well. So definitely Christopher Nolan um, on the actor front. 
see the thing is it's hard with the actor front um so i kind of narrowed it down to some people just for different kind of reasons so um i got christian bale because of him being in the dark knight and i think he's He's still even Ben Affleck did a good job. He's still the best Batman. Yeah. Um, oh my, like, oh my gosh, man! It's it's not even it's not even a question, especially man with Ben Affleck. Oh, <laughs> dude, I, I I can't stand Ben Affleck as Batman. <laughs> really? No way. No, no. I just yeah. Okay. No, sorry, man. Okay, keep going. Keep no going. Worries, that's right, no. <laughs> um, I like Tom Hardy because I think that he's just a phenomenal actor and he's getting better and better in every film that he's in. It's just a selling point straight away. But um, I've got two that are going to be quite funny because I, I love I love Dwayne Johnson for just the pure cheese factor. I think that he does like cheesy films the best and i love i just love watching him like in the fast and furious films he's just yeah. brilliant yeah you know you, you know for dwayne johnson i and i kind of just uh i, I kind of had this thought the other day was uh he's kind of like this generation's like arnold Ar- arnold schwarzenegger like he's just yeah. like in every movie in every single movie and it's just as great as well isn't it <laughs> yeah. okay okay keep going keep going and then last and last one is this is like more of kind of like a man crush kind of thing i think zach efron is just a really cool guy no are you did. serious <laughs> so like it went like the standard dropped and went lower and lower it went from christian bale hardy rock down to zach efron so i've got a <laughs> i got a it's just for different reasons different reasons like i can't i can never narrow it down i i love i just love decent actors well i i guess it's safe to say that you'll be seeing baywatch then yeah uh, yeah definitely oh i'm gonna see that in imax <laughs> zach efron dude that yeah that came out of left field man i was not expecting that but <laughs> what, what i what i i mean other than high school musical what I can't even think of a movie he's played in. Oh well, I um he played in that musical. Oh, what was that musical? Um, Hairspray. I think I liked him in Hairspray. He was pretty good in that. I think he's just uh, generally a cool guy. Um, he did that um, DJ film, uh, This Is Us, I think it was called, and he's obviously in Baywatch. And I liked him in like the Bad Bad Neighbors films. Oh I just yeah, think generally, that's right. Yeah. I think generally, maybe not more for his like acting stuff. I just think like generally from he's just a really kind of a cool guy. So that was there, but for for pure acting for it has to be either a Bale or Hardy. Yeah, yeah. Now it ta- is uh is Tom Hardy going to be in Christian or uh, Christopher Nolan's new movie Dunkirk? Yeah, he is. He looks like he plays some sort of like pilot or something. It, Dunkirk doesn't seem like it's, it really concentrates too much on the actual like soldiers. I think it's more about this like rescue boat of some fishermen that come and save some of the soldiers by the looks of the trailer. So yeah. yeah. It, no, I'm I'm really looking forward to that movie. You know, people are. I just kind of hear rumors that uh, you know, this could be Christopher Nolan's best movie. So I'm definitely excited to see that one. Okay, man. Last last question. You ready to wrap this up? Last question. If you could change the ending of any movie, which would it be, and how would you change it? Okay, so I think the one that's really that really got me, even though it's not the the best film, um, I feel like this really proper ruined it for me and it's going to be the end of iron man three where they take out where literally the last few like i think it's like the last five minutes they completely undo like the whole three films by just like completely taking out the arc reactor from the middle of his chest and it was just a bit like for me it was all a bit it was just all a bit kind of shoehorned in and i just felt like it, it ruined the the whole the whole trilogy for me to be honest and even his his parts in like the avenger films yes yeah dude i i 100 agree i i never understood the ending of that movie especially because of how you know completely intricate and involved iron man is in the avenger movies i mean it, yeah. it, like he he's 
he is 100% involved and it doesn't make sense on why he would do what he did yeah. at the ending no, of Iron Man 3. Well, that's the thing. Like I had, like when I say I go into such stuff in such depth, like something that really stuck out for me was in the Avengers film that was before Iron Man 3 where he persuades Bruce Banner to to be the Hulk, you know what I mean? To accept right. that you are the Hulk and right. it's a curse. And then he uses his arc reactor as a comparison that this thing here is saving his life constantly. Do you know what I mean? And then so then and then in the next film he goes against everything that he says to Bruce Banner and then has it taken out and it's like <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well I, I mean it might not be uh too difficult to uh, guess what you're about to say, but uh how I guess how would you change the ending then? I would just yeah, just just kept it in. He, there's no need for it to not to be gone. Just kept it in. Just keep it in. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a good one. No, I, you know, the the Iron Man movies. I, the the first one was so good. The first one was so good. Were you, were you a fan of this? The, you know, number two and number three. So the first one was obviously by far the best one. Um, not many people like the second one, but and I can understand why. I just like the second one because we get a lot more of Iron Man being Iron Man. Right. That makes sense. In the yeah. first one, he's not. He's obviously he becomes Iron Man, and towards the end, you see him in his awesome Iron Man suit. I liked the fact that in the second one, you see a lot of him just being awesome Iron Man in his suit, using his his gadgets and stuff. Like when Whiplash gets him in the uh, when he's doing the racing and stuff, and he gets the briefcase out, and that turns into a suit. So I think you get a lot more of him just being cool, Tony Stark with all his gadgets, which I did enjoy that bit. But then Iron Man three, I thought was an, was a, was a really bad film in my opinion. I think it's the worst Marvel film that has been made. Yeah, and it's kind of I mean, it's it's kind of weird how that ended because I, I think if you asked a lot of Marvel movie fans, you know what is the best Marvel movie? I think a lot would actually say you know the original Iron Man and and the Iron the first Iron Man was kind of the you know that first movie that kicked everything off with the yeah. you know Marvel Cinematic Universe and connecting all of the next movies after that. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like number one, Num- number two and three. It's been actually a long time since I've seen those. So uh, probably just because I, I, I wasn't too big of a fan, but <laughs> sorry enough. Sorry enough. All right, Ryan. But Hey, all excellent answers. All excellent answers. Um, okay. So uh, now that our listeners have uh, got to know you just a little bit more, let's, let's intro this week's movie. Backseat Directors presents this week's movie. And this week's movie is going to be King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Movie details. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword is the familiar story of King Arthur and Excalibur. Orphaned at a young age and forced to grow up quickly in the streets of Londinium, Arthur is completely unaware of his royal lineage and his true identity. As the son of Uther Pendragon, Arthur is the only person able to wield the legendary Excalibur. Reluctant to take up the mantle and accept accept his birthright, Arthur must overcome his own fears and rise above the only life he has ever known. King Arthur Legend of the Sword was released into U.S. theaters on May 12, 2017, and it has a running time of 2 hours and 6 minutes. It is rated PG-13 for sequences of violence and action, some suggestive content, and brief strong language. 
So if um, there are listeners on the podcast who have kids that might be wanting to go see this movie, if you have allowed your kids to see movies like Lord of the Rings, then um, I would definitely say King Arthur is appropriate. The movie is not, it's not as uh, violent as Lord of the Rings, um, but there are some, uh, there's definitely, you know, uh, mythological violence and uh, large creatures and things like that. So, so yeah, if you let them see Lord of the Rings, then King Arthur is definitely appropriate. Uh, King Arthur stars Charlie Hunnam as Arthur, Jude Law as Vortigern, Jimon uh, Hunso as Bedivere, and Astrid Burgess Frisbee as the mage. So Charlie Hunnam, uh, he kind of had his acting, bre- uh, yeah, his acting breakout on the popular TV drama Sons of Anarchy. Uh, but most recently, he starred in The Lost City of Z, a movie that just came out last month. King Arthur was directed by Guy Ritchie, who is a very well-known movie director and has done some very memorable films, such as the Sherlock Holmes movies uh, with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. Uh, also, the 2000 film Snatch, starring Brad Pitt. Uh, Ritchie is also rumored to be directing the upcoming Disney live-action remake of Aladdin. Uh, King Arthur Legend of the Sword had a production budget of $175 million. Uh, This is the largest budget film that Guy Ritchie has ever directed. But King Arthur has not fared well in the box office. And opening weekend sales in the U.S. only garnered uh, a meager $15 million. And to date, uh, the worldwide ticket sales have pulled in over $51 million. However, the movie will most likely not meet its original budget. The studios will most likely take a big loss on the movie, which is really just too bad. All right, Ryan, now let's uh, let's jump into this movie review. Backseat Directors Movie Review. So this movie came out. This movie came out in the U.S. um, What what was it? It has been out for about a week, I guess a little over a week. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Yeah. it was the movie that it came out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it came out about a week. We're doing this this movie review just about a week after it came out here in the U.S. because it just came out in the U.K. Um, yeah. I, I guess that just that's kind of how it goes with most movies. Either you guys get it a little bit earlier than the U.S. or uh, you get it just a little bit after. Yeah, which is weird considering the fact that King Arthur is a very British film, British actor, British director, and that's come out in America first. But then Guys of the Galaxy is an American film, American director, American actors, and then we got that a week before you. I, I mean, don't, yeah. I don't understand how it works, but uh, there you go. So when uh, when when Star Wars came out, did it come out the same time uh, in the UK as it did in the US? Like yeah, for, I think for it did, One? didn't it? That was I think that was something. If I remember, that was something that was quite important. I think, which is good because obviously. That's a film, massive spoilers and stuff. So I think that was a worldwide release on that day. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think the only place, I, I, at least if I can recall, the only place that they didn't release at the same time was I think in China. I think that yeah. it released in China like a few weeks after. But right, okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. You know, you and I, we we talked about uh, um, you know, getting together, doing a movie review, and I I, I thought uh, I thought King Arthur would be uh. <laughs> That'd it'd be it'd be good to have you on because of exactly exactly that you, you know it's King Arthur it's uh, tons of British actors Guy Ritchie is from from the UK as well and so yeah why not have have you on from the UK to give your British take on pretty much a British movie 
Okay, cool. That sounds good. Um, yeah, so... First off, I want to hear what you, what you think about it first. Okay, okay. So you want me to go on my initial reaction? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... All right. So my wife and I, we saw it just a few days ago, right? And when the movie ended, uh, we were just kind of sitting there. I was just kind of like, t- you know, just taking it all in. And my wife turns to me and she said, she said, I actually really like that movie. And I, and I said, you know what? I actually really like that movie too. What 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 was all the hate about? Like th- those were my first thoughts. Was what what was all the hate about coming from movie critics? Like I, this movie, this movie is just it, it's not doing well. At, at least here in the U.S., it is not doing well in in terms of sales, and it it is doing very poorly among movie critics. So like. Um, I, I think right now on Rotten Tomatoes, it's getting like a 27% from movie critics and right. yeah. So I, and, and I just, I, I don't understand what all the hate was about. I, I, you know, I, the movie ended and I, I just thought it was a good movie. Like, <laughs> and so, you know, just, uh, leading up to the movie and all the different, uh, kind of different takes and, and opinions that I had kind of read just one, cause I, I definitely avoid spoilers going into a movie, but you know, I try to kind of get a feel of what people are thinking about the movie as I go into the movie. And, and there was just, I don't know, just lots of people were not giving it good reviews. And I just didn't understand why I, I, I don't think any of the, you know, the, I guess kind of pre reviews that I had read were warranted. I, I read, I read a guy that said King Arthur worst movie of 2017. And and there is no way, no way that I would even begin to come close to agree with, you know, something like that. So, yeah, my first thought was, what is all the hate about? I, I don't I don't get it. And and I, I think I think a 27 percent on Rotten Tomatoes is far, far from how good this movie actually is. So what about you? What was your initial take on the movie? OK, well, that's that's fair enough for me. I have to I have to agree. I have to agree with with the critics on this one, which oh I don't usually gosh. do. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Because uh, because I'm 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 a Batman versus Superman fan, so just to put it out there. Oh, I'm not no. someone that. Oh, no. As I said, I'm not someone that that follows what the critics think and go with it. Like I was, uh, and I didn't like Force Awakens, and that was massive. So just just putting it out there for everyone that's listening, that I'm not someone that. I usually like to see a film from my own point of view, but this film for me, and I, I love Guy Ritchie, so I want I wanted to like it, and I wanted to say, you know, well, the critics were wrong on this one, but for me, I just felt like it started it started off really well, and then it just kind of it got a little bit messy for me, and there was bits that happened, and I was just like, I don't know what's going on. And I thought the CGI was at points was really poor, and it was like I was watching a video game. I was just a little bit like. Oh, I don't know. It's just, for me, this, this film was was not was not good. I, I do recommend everyone should go see a film and make their own opinion on it, though, and not it shouldn't it shouldn't necessarily bomb just because some people that write on the internet that it's not very good. You should definitely see it for yourself. But for me, it, it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a good film. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I one hundred percent agree with you about you know making your own opinions. I I think I think sometimes. Um, you know, just and, and and I definitely fall into this category, but I, I think we often get swayed by other people's opinion. You know, so you know if we you know if we hear maybe like a movie is you know is really good, you know we're afraid to be more critical of it, or if we hear that it's really bad, we're afraid to kind of like it. You know, I, yeah. I, I think you know I I definitely recommend it. You know, you know go go and make your own 
yeah, go make your own opinion, go see a movie, you know, you know, find out what you like about it yourself and, you know, not necessarily what, what other people like or not like about it. But man, see, you, you, you weren't too big of a fan, huh? <laughs> no, but just to say, follow up on what, like you just said as well, it's, I, when I saw it yesterday, it yeah. was our, our, like our screening was so empty. Like I think I'd say it was definitely less than half full. And this was the, the opening night of a Guy Ritchie film. Like that's that that should that should say it enough for it to have been you know what I mean maybe not packed because of the bad reviews but it should have been it was about less than half full and I was absolutely shocked by it and I think that I think that's a bad thing and that's something that really bugs me with how like critics are becoming these days they are really starting to make or break a film and, and I think Guy Ritchie is the films that he's done and stuff before he deserves a little bit more respects on that front so that's definitely something I would say um, but in regards to the film it's yeah. It's without being like obviously this is spoiler free, so without really trying to go into the intricacies in regards to why I didn't like it, yeah. I just felt like I don't really like uh, the uh, the lead guy, which I can never pronounce his name. It's like Charlie Hunnam, isn't yeah. it? Uh, Charlie like, Hunnam, um, yep. And since I'm not a, I'm not a Sons of Anarchy watcher, so I haven't watched that. But um, I was leading up to this film, I wasn't sure. I, I didn't think he was great in Pacific Rim, and he definitely wasn't good in Green Street, which I'd say is one of those two standout films in, on his CV. But I don't, I, for me, I don't feel like he redeemed himself in this in this film. And that and the lady that played the mage, um, she's some she's fairly foreign. I can't really pronounce her name. It's like Astrid Burgess Friesby or something. Yep. Yep. Um, I thought her acting was was very stale. It was very robotic. I didn't I didn't get much emotion from her. But but Jude Law was good. But that was a given. <laughs> it's he's, he's, he's Jude Law, isn't he? He's, he's absolutely brilliant. Okay. Okay. Well, so uh, since we've kind of moved on to our critiques, uh, and I, and I'll let you continue on. Uh, yeah, just kind of tell me the different things that you didn't like. But uh, man, we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of different uh, 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 differentiating opinions. But I think that's okay. So uh, so yeah, let's uh um yeah go go ahead and continue on your critiques, and I'll follow up with mine. Yeah, sorry, I just jumped again a little bit there. No, 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 you're fine. Um, you're fine. Um, but yeah, um. I say the acting was uh, wasn't that great, except from Jude Law. But that was also that was a given, wasn't it? Really, are you a Jude Law fan? Dude, I, I love Jude Law. I, I think he, there are just some actors that are like on screen; they just seem like like genuinely nice people. You know, just like yeah. a really nice guy. And any movie that I've seen Jude Law play in, um, I, I've I've just really liked his his characters. And uh, I, I think I think one of the first times I ever noticed him in a movie was Gattaca. Um, okay. I, if you remember, Gattaca is kind of yeah. a low-budget sci-fi film that came out, I don't know, like 15-some-odd years ago, maybe. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I really liked him in that, and ever since then, you know, I, I thought he's done an excellent job. But like, yeah, like uh, the um, the Sherlock Holmes movies when he plays Watson. Oh, amazing. Oh, dude, yeah. he's so good in that. And, and uh, I, okay, okay, keep going, keep going. I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll let you know what I think That's after cool. you're done. I was trying to think of the first film that I saw him in, to be honest. I can't really remember what the first film was that um, that I saw him in. Um, so, so yeah, um, I just, I've always just, always just been a fan. Um, and we didn't get to see, obviously, um, sorry, I was about to go into a spoiler, so I'll stop myself, just stop myself. Um, there's lots of... <laughs> Just because, uh, yeah, I think with the, with this film, it's it's the it's the little bits for me. Lots there's lots and lots and lots of little bits that I that I that that ruined it for me. So without really going into massive um, details, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. It's 
it's lots of little fine details for me that 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 ruined it. I thought it was just a bit it was a bit messy, and I didn't I didn't really quite understand um, too much was going on. And I think the 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 sword in the stone story is obviously a a brilliant story and obviously a British a British English tale which is massive because they've tried to make a, a film from it, haven't they? Like so many times. I think the last time they did it was, um, was it called like Arthur or something like that with, um, with Kira Knightley? Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I actually added this in my notes. So I was going to bring this up, but yes, that's the last version that I know that's, that's been made was the Kira Knightley King Arthur movie. Yeah, exactly. And it, that they've just, they've just never done very well, have they? I think the only successful um, Sword in the Stone story was the uh, Disney <laughs> Disney cartoon that was out like I think like twenty years ago, maybe even more. Like oh, maybe oh no, years ago. Pro- probably like probably like forty years ago. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah I can't I remember what that. Came. I just remember watching it as a kid. But yeah, I think that's the only probably successful story that they've ever they've ever any film sorry that they've ever got out of that story but it's obviously a good story and i just think with with this film they've tried to take the story and make it into this massive epic um and try, and i think they've just just gone too far it's just for me they've just uh, it's very convoluted and a bit messy okay so i, I mean in, I, you know you've told me that you're a huge guy Ritchie film and so uh, i mean in terms of kind of all, all the different movies that he has done I, I mean, do you feel like it, it? It is a Guy Ritchie film. Like you can, you can tell. Like when you watch it, yeah, Guy Ritchie directed this film. Yeah, definitely. I think you definitely can tell. Um, it's it's like that. I think I was talking to my friend um, to, today, actually, to, um, before that we did this about um, you know how like Guy Ritchie in all of his films, he always does the um, kind of how like there's like two scenes going on at the same time and he's um because it's done like really well like back in like with like snatch and stuff like that you'd have like um someone sort of like narrating something that's going to happen and then it would show stuff like that yeah all that kind of feel like yeah. that he does that and cool camera angles like is is it's full of it so yes. yeah you could definitely point your finger. i think it looks more like a guy ritchie film than the sherlock holmes films um, I think that the Sherlock Holmes films is is a bit more watered down Guy Ritchie, even though it's still got his style. But this is this is definitely definitely um, Guy Ritchie film. But even to the point where I think that they they don't the way that they speak in it is very like like snatch. Do you know what I mean? Like yes, yeah, like that and it's a bit like it just doesn't fit the the era of what no. the film was in. No, but so I actually think that's one of the reasons why I liked it though. <laughs> really <laughs> yes okay God. okay so let me I'll, I'll i'll tell you my critiques of the movie okay so um it, it's and, and i i guess i kind of find that interesting because you said you said you you liked how the movie started right yeah so i i thought the i thought the beginning of the movie was kind of messy and and the and because i had not seen too many trailers of the movie when the movie starts it's almost like you're watching lord of the rings right True, like yeah. it's very very um it's it's uh I, 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 oh man I, and i guess it's not really spoiler because i i just watched the trailer right before we started just to kind of get yeah. a you know just uh kind of refresh in my memory and and it shows the giant elephants you know like the yeah. huge huge giant elephants <laughs> in the trailer so and anything in the trailer i, I don't consider a spoiler and so when yeah. that's like the first thing that happens on screen i was like what the heck is this movie like what what are we about to watch like i i was not prepared for that scene at all and so like the the beginning of the movie it lost me like i i'm, I'm not gonna lie it definitely lost me and i was I was kind of gearing up for a bad movie, but, but 
once once that kind of opening scene finishes and it jumps to King Arthur and it shows King Arthur growing up that dude yeah. that scene oh man from that point on I was hooked I was hooked and and I just I liked it so yeah so the opening scene was not I, I guess I, I I didn't like it that much I, I was kind of lost there I agree with you on that. I mean, I mean, when I mean from the start of the story, I think maybe I've just clarified. I do agree with what on that front. I mean more that maybe the start of actually King Arthur's proper story. You know, where yeah, like yeah. from that, you know, where that where that proper starts within the film. I think yeah, that's what I mean. I enjoyed it from that, and it got. I think that the beginning of the film, yeah, I do agree with you. Was I did think I was watching Lord of the Rings, but like a a, a rubbish version. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's definitely fair that's definitely fair i mean goodness like the movie is like if you took lord of the rings if you took gladiator if you took robin hood and just kind of meshed them all together that's that's kind of what the movie kind of feels like it's just yeah yeah, it's just kind of like a little bits of everything so so here here's some of the things that i i did not like the the legend of king arthur it's it's a story that's been told a lot of times right and there are many different versions of king arthur but that's i mean it's a legend you know so everybody's going to kind of have their their own take on the same story like there's going to be lots of different fundamental um similarities between all the stories but yeah like every you know any other king arthur movie or book or whatever story that you've ever heard or listened to or read they're all different like I remember in high school, they we had I don't know if the if you guys ever had to read these books, but uh we we had to read two different books that were kind of the King Arthur legend, and one of them was the Crystal Caves, and yeah. that that was more the I guess the origin of Merlin than it was King Arthur, but then we also read uh, Canterbury Tales, and so you know and those 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 are old books. They go into a lot of detail, you know, obviously you know, the King Arthur legend has lots of detail in it. And so my first critique was that the the legend is too big to fit in just a one movie. And so, mm. and so because they were trying to fit it into one movie, it, it, everything kind of just felt rushed. Right. So yeah. I, I liked the pace of the movie. I like how I, I just liked how it was just kind of nonstop from the beginning but the story itself and, and the development of the characters, I think, suffered majorly from how rushed the movie felt. And so, it, it, you know, I, I, honestly, I, I think that the movie could have benefited from doing two parts. I would have loved to know more about King Arthur's dad, Uther. I think it's Uther Pendragon. Um, was that uh, Eric Bana? Was yep, that? yep. Eric Bana played played Uther. Um you know th- uh, that whole that whole story about how he, you know, how he got the sword before Arthur got it. How you know how he kind of came into power, you know, and how he got Camelot. You, you know nothing about it, and it just jumps straight into that. And mm-hmm. so there, there's a lot of there's a lot of backstory that just it, it gets lost in the movie. And I, I yeah, I think that was one of the things that suffered the most about you know just trying to fit such a big story into just one movie. Um, And so, yeah, so like I said, I think a lot of the character development was sacrificed for the pace and the speed of the movie. Um, You you know, and so like, like the mage, I, I, I was really intrigued by her character 
and I wanted to know more about her, but you know nothing about her. And mm. anytime like you feel like you're about to get to know her, like it, it just, it, it always cuts away. And so, uh, yeah, that, that's, that was one of the things that I was kind of disappointed about was that, you know, other than the main character, you, you really don't get to know anyone in detail. Um, at least that's kind of just how I felt. And and again, I think that was just kind of the pace of the movie. Even though I liked how fast the movie was because it kind of kept you captivated, it, it, there was just a lot of things sacrificed because of the pace of the movie. So um, let, let me see. Oh, so you said you, said you like Jude Law, um, and I do like Jude Law. I, I think one of the things that I still struggle with is when you see when you see an actor play um kind of the good guy and play the good guy a lot in movies it's mm. hard to see him or her play the bad guy and so okay so here's an example um oh, oh, what's what's the what's the new actor that or the actor that's playing in um the dark tower idris 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 um, elba yeah idris elba okay so yep. uh, <laughs> a little backstory about him the first time i ever saw him play in anything was in the U.S. version of The Office. Okay, so okay. so, and in The Office, dude, he plays he plays the biggest jerk. Like he is he is such a terrible guy in The Office. Like, and he plays a really good bad guy. Like, you do not like him at all. All right, and so okay. when you start to see him in other movies and he's playing the good guy, it's kind of hard to shake that first impression you got of him mm-hmm. as the bad guy. And that's kind of how I felt with Jude Law. Like. I've never seen Jude Law play the bad guy. And so seeing him play the bad guy, it, it was it, it, it kind of took me a while to accept him in that role. I thought he did okay. a good job. I definitely thought he did a, did a good job just because I, I think he's a good actor. But yeah, that that was kind of just one of, at least for me personally, it's kind of a, a difficult thing for me to just kind of grasp and accept was, yeah, Jude Law's the bad guy. It's the um, same. I agree because sometimes it's the same on the uh, on the flip side of yeah. when you're used to playing a baddie so much, like a villain. Yeah, and then somehow they become like a good guy, and you're a little bit like you're a little bit like, I, yeah, I'm used to him being evil. Like this is this just feels weird. <laughs> yes, yes. So, but you know, with with Idris though, I, I'm I'm definitely a. I've I think I've let go of him kind of being a, a guy that I don't like just because I actually watched Prometheus just the other night uh, and you know he plays he plays the captain of the Prometheus ship and dude he's he is so good in that movie uh, yeah. yeah okay so it, anyway side note uh, the last the last thing that I, I I didn't like about the movie and and this just goes I think you already mentioned this was there there were there were some cheesy parts and I think a lot of the cheesiness of those scenes were definitely due to the poor CGI, you know? So anytime, anytime Arthur uses the sword, it, 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 I I think you said it perfectly. It honestly looks like a video game. Like like there's there, there was nothing realistic about those scenes in terms of, you know, quality CGI that made it believable. And so, you know, some of those scenes definitely just kind of felt cheesy or just kind of overplayed, and yeah, I, 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 which is kind of weird just because this was a huge budget film. It was huge. And so like, why, why could the CGI not be better? Right. I think I've, I think was, uh, with that, it's actually, if you actually think about it, like this is kind of Guy Ritchie's first massive epic. 
like Sherlock Holmes and stuff was never epic. Man from Uncle were never epics, were they? That required right. a big CGI like escalation. It was. It wasn't. It, this was his kind of first thing of doing that, wasn't it? Very CGI driven film. So yes. possibly it was the inexperience on that front. Yeah. Okay. So those were my critiques. You got anything else that uh, you want to add to that? Uh, just as on a positive front, because I've spoken about it in quite a negative way. Just to throw out <laughs> some, just to throw out some positives. Um, the um, and one thing that I always try to on life of films try to focus on at the end of my review is um, is the score is in regards to the music in the backgrounds. Um, and I think this the score was done by a person called Daniel Pemberton, yep. and he's he hasn't done many scores. He did Man from Uncle. Uh, Steve Steve Jobs film he's done this one in regards to big blockbusters and all three have been quality the, the music in this film was something that really, really kept me interested in the film enough to to carry out to the end because it was it was it was really good so in regards to that it's definitely something that um, people should keep an ear out for because it, it is it is great so on that front as a as a positive on that I'd like to like to end on something with that on that note oh yeah no absolutely yeah so yeah let's uh so uh, the soundtrack, man, that that was my number one highlight. That was my clear cut number one highlight. It was so good. It was so good, and I I totally agree with you. That that is one of the main things that kept me, you know, just intrigued into the movie was was the music. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, it, when I when when a movie ends and like I I, I already know like I want to go buy, <laughs> I I want to <laughs> go buy the the soundtrack. Yeah, like I, I that that's uh, yeah, that's when I know like wow, that that was when you notice the music in a movie, you know, oftentimes oftentimes you you'll, you'll watch a movie and not really even, you know, really notice the music or notice that the music is even playing. But th- there are some movies where the music just completely makes the movie. Like Interstellar. I I'm bringing up Interstellar cuz I I know you said it was one of your favorite films. Interstellar, that score was phenomenal. Hans yeah. did such an incredible job on that score. And uh, on, honestly, I thought I thought that this score was going to be by Hans Zimmer cuz cuz Guy Ritchie's used Hans Zimmer in the past um with uh I think Sherlock I think Sher- he did Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, Holmes yeah. 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 And I love the Sherlock Holmes soundtrack. Um and same with this one, but when I found out it wasn't Hans Zimmer, I was pretty surprised. But yeah, D- Daniel Pemberton, that that was my number one like just biggest thing that I liked about the movie was the score. It was, it was awesome. It was really good. Um, okay. Uh, are there there any other highlights you wanted to add or was that, was that, it was that Uh, the only thing you liked about the movie? Um, (laughs) no, I like, I liked that. And I was like, I said, I said Jude Law was is good in it, but that's, that's a given people don't need to be talking about Jude Law's, um, acting in it. Um, but, um, generally from that, without being able to go into too much detail, generally, those 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 were highlights for me. The first thing I did when I came home was was listen to the soundtrack because not many people like listening to film scores as such. But I'm I'm a big big fan of it. I love Hans Zimmer. I'm off to go see him next month actually because he's playing in London live. Oh nice, so nice. Um, but um, but in regard to this, and that's what Daniel Pemberton's really good at is he's got he's got a good vibe of making it film like feel like a film score but does music that you could probably listen to in your bedroom and not look like a bit of it. Like people would be like, Oh, what's he listening to? Cause it's kind of got a cool, cool beat to it. Cool vibe. So, but yeah, sad, sadly I, I don't have too much generally to, to say to good about the film on, on my front. <laughs> That's all right, man. That's all right. And so, okay. So I, I, going back to something that you said before, you said, uh, you know, kind of the dialogue and the way that the, the characters talk to each other in the movie, it's more reminiscent of snatch. 
and maybe more modern day than, you know, uh, I guess the, the era and the time of King Arthur. Um, but I, I like that. I, I, and I thought the soundtrack actually played very well into allowing you to believe, you know, that the, the dialogue and, and the, you know, just the lines that the characters had, uh, um, themselves were, were okay. And so even though there, there's kind of like this modern feel to the movie, I, I actually really like that, that aspect of the movie. I was and... expecting Vinnie Jones to come out somewhere, <laughs> sort of cave. <laughs> I was waiting for it. And so, so yeah, I, I, I mean, if, if you, my opinion is if you liked, if you like Guy Ritchie movies, I, I feel like, I feel like most people would like this movie. So yeah, I'm, I, I am kind of surprised that you didn't like this movie because, um, I, I'm a big fan of the Sherlock Holmes movies and I'm a big fan of Snatch. I, I think those movies are so entertaining and so well done. And, yeah, I, King Arthur is not on the same level of those movies, but I, I definitely think it is. It, it it's a classic Guy Ritchie movie, you know. Would you so put it above Man from Uncle. So I haven't seen that one. I, I haven't seen that okay. one yet. But uh, did did you like that movie? Yeah, that's a. I recommend that to anyone that hasn't seen that. I I personally do really enjoy that film. I think for someone Henry Cavill especially because of being Superman, it's right. quite hard for him to come out. You know what I mean? People see him as Superman now, but you don't. You don't in that film. He's he's brilliant, and it's a, a really good film. And especially Army Hammer as well, as he's had quite a deal of being in with that Lone Ranger film flopping. He redeemed himself in that film as well. <laughs> See, the Lone Ranger. There's another movie that uh, bombed in the box office, but uh, I actually like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so uh, okay, just a, a, a another highlight. Uh, I I know you said uh, you weren't too fond of the of the acting from the main character Charlie Hunnam, but uh, I've seen I've seen um, um, Sons of Anarchy, and I really liked him in Sons of Anar- Anarchy. And yeah, even though even though in Pacific Rim. I, I think I think his acting suffered in Pacific Rim because of <laughs> just because of of you know the I guess the the screenplay and the dialogue that was written for his character it, you know it, it it was not that good I, I think the movie was entertaining but I, yeah he he wasn't good in the movie just because I don't think the screenplay was good for that movie um, but I liked him in this movie I I thought. I don't know. I thought he was a perfect fit for kind of a Guy Ritchie movie. And maybe that's just because I'm I'm kind of biased with him him in Sons of Anarchy. And I think he's really good in Sons of Anarchy. But I liked him. I, I thought he did yeah. well. And I like, dude, Eric Bana. Anytime I see Eric Bana in a movie, I, dude, I love that guy. That, that guy, jeez, man. Even, you know, I, I know he got kind of got a hard time for uh, playing um, um, that first um Hulk. the hulk movie yeah that was a bad movie but i even <laughs> liked him in that i i think i just like him personally i i i liked i liked the overall casting i liked um oh i, I don't even know how to pronounce his name um it, i think it's jimon uh jimon uh, hunso um yeah, yeah he, he's the he's the same guy that played in gladiator Ever ever since I saw him in Gladiator, man, I, I like him in movies. I, I think he's a fantastic actor, and and I, I it probably just goes with what I was saying previously. I think his character suffered again from actually getting to know his character well because he plays he plays a critical character in the movie. Um, 
Um, oh, let me see. I'm gonna look up his name. I forget his name in the movie. It was. Um, um, I think it's Bedivere. Bedivere. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So he he plays a really important character, but again, you don't really get to know him that well in the movie. But for his part, I thought he did really well. So I I, I actually really like the casting. What, what did you think about the cameo? Do you like the cameo from a? Um, from uh, David Beckham. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to bring that up, and David, I'm on, I'm on your team. I'm on your team. I think people are giving you giving you a raw deal. You said a whole of like 20 words. I think I don't think anyone can really judge anyone's acting ability. If that was a no one, if that was not David Beckham, no one would have even blinked an eyelid at that acting performance because no. it was David Beckham. Oh, I know. He got absolutely Dude, my my wife, she noticed it before I did. I I mean, I I I don't even know if I would have noticed that was him, just because of how short his you know he, he has a very small part in the movie. But but yeah, but she she nudged me right when she saw him. She's like, "That's David Beckham." <laughs> <laughs> no, I I liked him. I I I like that they added him in the movie. I thought it was perfect. I mean, come on, it's a British movie with a British you know director. Like, yeah, add David Beckham. Why not? But I like, said from the fact that when everyone, I'm not sure, uh, well, it's probably different over in the US, but over here, it's like, oh, I'm off to go see Guy Ritchie tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I hear David Beckham's in it. That's all everyone everyone <laughs> says. And I think Guy Ritchie's a little bit like, yeah, there's more to the film than just David, David Beckham. Beckham. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I didn't think it was distracting at all. You know, like, I, you know, in Guardians of the Galaxy, there were so many cameos in that movie. I, I think uh, it was kind of distracting in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Volume 2. Um but um, no, I, I I thought it was fun. I thought it was just fun and funny that yeah that David Beckham was in it. So, <laughs> um, okay, so okay, and, uh, I guess uh, let's let's do our final thoughts. I I think uh, you've already told us everything that you liked about the movie, which wasn't much, and that's fine. But yeah, what what were your final thoughts about the movie? Not recommendation, but just kind of any final thoughts. Just just to wrap just to wrap it all up, I yeah. think that it's a Guy Ritchie film. He's done enough film, like I say to earn respect for any, everyone to go see it so make make definitely make your own opinion because um, i went with three other guys another guy my friends um didn't like it like myself but another one of my friends he he really enjoyed it so it's i feel like you, people need to go go see it for themselves and and definitely um make their own opinion because it's yeah there's there's some parts to it that that you may you may enjoy and i say guy richie deserves uh, respect for people to go and make their own opinion on it yeah yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And and so my final thoughts are kind of along the same line. So I'm just again, I'm looking at the uh, the Rotten Tomato score right now um, online, and it says 27 from the movie critics, and then an 80 percent from the moviegoers. And anytime I see such a huge gap in between, you know what, you know the the rating of the movie critics versus the audience, I I I really really tend to question you know, the, the movie critics and, and kind of their opinion of the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and in those cases, when there's such a huge gap in between those two scores, I tend to find myself siding with the audience more than I do with uh, the movie critics. And so, and so, uh, and on the same, on the same page, I'm looking at that Kira Knightley King Arthur movie that came <laughs> out. <laughs> it came out like, I don't know, 12 years ago or something like that. So that movie for some reason that movie is actually getting a better rating than King Arthur legend of the sword, but not by much. It's getting a 31, but that movie, <laughs> dude, that movie was terrible. That movie was awful. It was, so I'm not a Clive Owen fan either though. Either. I don't like <laughs> it, Clive Owen. It was, it was so bad. Oh my goodness. I, I, I mean, I, I saw that movie and I, I, 
I could not make it through the entire movie. I, I think I turned it off before the movie even ended. It was so bad. So like the fact that that movie has a better rating than this one, it's just, it's kind of perplexing to me. So yeah, my final thoughts, same as yours, make your own opinion. Like don't, don't be swayed by what, what other, you know, movie critics say or what, what other people's opinions are. Just make your own opinion. So all right, man. Okay, let's let's wrap up this podcast and let's uh, let's do our uh, backseat director's recommendation. Our recommendation. Okay, Ryan, what is your recommendation to the audience? Is it a go see it, maybe wait, or is it a no go? <laughs> I'm gonna say, that based on the fact that I sound like a broken record, that people should make their own opinion on it because Guy Richard deserves respect. I'm gonna say, maybe maybe wait. Maybe wait and see what people you spoke to maybe um, think about it and stuff like that. But um, but it's a uh, you need to get to see it. So I'm in between. It's a weird one. It's it's an in between. Me personally, I didn't like it, so it was a no go for me personally. But if I'm talking to people out there, then maybe wait or or go see it. It's such a hard one. I, I, I'm struggling to narrow that down. I'm afraid. So let's say when it comes to, when it comes to video, uh, is is it a movie that you would rewatch? I will. I will always watch a film again, just in case, because sometimes you can enjoy it more when you think that maybe now you don't like it, and you can watch it again and think, ah, oh, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought. So yeah, when it comes out on DVD, or maybe when it comes out on like on TV, um, I'll, I'll probably pop it on when it when it's on there. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So I I was kind of I, I I'm still kind of teetering on what recommendation I want to give it. So. The last review that we did on Backseat Directors, we did Guardians of the Galaxy, and I gave that a maybe wait. And I may have been yeah. in the minority for people that you know that have seen that movie. Um, I I like I like an original story. You know, I, I like to see a movie that kind of that that's just different. And so, even though this is this is the same King Arthur legend and and basically fairy tale, um, it, it was different. And there were enough differences and changes in the legend that I, I liked it. And so, and I'm glad I went to go see it. I, I honestly can say I'm glad I went to go see the movie. Um, and so, I, I, you know, I know there's going to be a lot of our listeners that maybe will go see the movie and not like it, and that's fine. But this is this is my this is my own opinion. And so, because I'm glad I went to go see it. And I definitely will see the movie again. Maybe not in the theaters, but definitely when it comes out. I'm going to give it a go see it. And I know that is a high recommendation. And I know I know lots of people's time or you know, money. It's valuable to them. And you know, maybe because I'm saying go see it, they will go see it and not yeah. like it. So I, I guess this is a very cautious go see it. But I liked it. Like I liked it, and I was entertained, and I, I just, I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> I think if I was gonna put a, a, a proper one on it for me, because my answer was quite everywhere. If I knew, if I knew before going to see that film that I would feel this way coming out of it, if myself, if myself now, future Ryan, could go back in time <laughs> and be like, old past Ryan, this is how you feel about the film, I would be like. No go. No. So that's what I'm going there. I'd be like, don't waste your. Just, for us, it's like £12 over here. So for you guys, that's like a lot a lot of dough in regards to the exchange rate. Um, so yeah, no go. I think I'm going to have to go on. Oh, man. Yeah. It, you know what? But here's it. I, I totally encourage different opinions. I, and I love I love that you had a different opinion. I honestly, man, when I. 
when I when I was done seeing the movie, I thought you would like it. Just you know, from how much you were telling me you like Guy Ritchie movies, I thought you'd like it. So yeah, it was definitely uh, I, I was uh, um, definitely not expecting you uh, <laughs> to to say to say you didn't like it. But you know what? Hey, that's that's very fair. So we got we got one maybe wait, one go see it. And again, mine is definitely a tentative you know, go see it, but I liked it. So, all right, Ryan. Well, Hey man, that's been a podcast. Thanks. Thanks for joining me on this Saturday. Thanks for taking the time out no of your worries, day to do you. it. Yeah, man, it was fun. I, I, I had a good, good time doing this movie review with you and, uh, definitely look forward to doing some more with you on, on the podcast. So, um, so, okay, Ryan, if our, if our listeners want to reach out to you, if they want to, if they want to challenge you and argue uh, with your opinion <laughs> on, on King Arthur, how can our listeners reach out to you and follow you on social media and how can they get a hold of your blog? Um, so we're on the blog. You can go to directly, uh, lifeoffilms.com, uh, quite easy thing to remember. And that takes you straight through our website and all our, all our content directly. Um, but if you do want to kind of, and it's got all our contact details on there as well. But if you do want to, to speak to me or anything and get any more of my opinions on this, then you can go straight to, to my Twitter, which is life underscore of underscore films. Um, and you can get me there. And um, if you follow the uh, this podcast, you'll see that we speak quite a bit there as well. So, so you'll be able to catch me on that. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely pop over and I want to hear what everyone thinks about the film. Well, thanks, Ryan, man. I, 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 again, I appreciate you taking the time to do this with me. It's, yeah, I love doing this podcast, and I love that you know you and I've been able to meet, and uh, I'm definitely excited for what what's in store in the future. I think it, we've got a lot of good things going, especially with your blog. You guys do a great job, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to just kind of just collaborate with you guys and and see what what's in store. So yeah, thanks, man. Thank you. And thank you to everyone for downloading and listening to today's episode of Backseat Directors. Uh, Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, or Stitcher. And make sure you follow along on social media. You guys can, so that way you can uh, get updates and notifications on any new movie that I'm about to go see. And yeah, and then uh, we'll have you on as a co-host for Backseat Directors. Again, this is Andre Hutchins, and we'll see you guys next week at the movies. The Backseat Director's theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast.